Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of This Is Your Captain Speaking. Uh, super excited to have uh, Dan Dillon on today. Dan has almost 20 years of marketing experience, been really interested in looking at your profile, but let's take a look at like the highlights a little bit, right? So you've had two VP marketing roles, advisory roles, three director roles. You've been uh, head of influence marketing, head of product marketing, communications roles earlier on in your career. And now you're currently the CMO over at Reveal Mobile who do location-based marketing analytics. So uh, quite a, a meaty profile you have there, Dan. Oh, thanks, Andy. I appreciate the intro. You say it, and I just sound old. <laughs> you don't know. So this is one thing. This is the problem. Whenever I introduce somebody that's got like a really interesting profile with a lot of experience, they're like, you're basically just calling me on. I'm like, I promise you I'm not. I'm, I'm very impressed by what you have on your profile. Oh, that's very kind. That's very kind. <laughs> I've had a ton of fun doing what I do. I appreciate the uh, opportunity to talk. Absolutely. Absolutely. So look, tell us a little bit about what you guys do over at Reveal before we get into anything else. Sure thing. Uh, so Reveal Mobile is what you think of as ad tech. Uh, what we do is we help advertisers, anyone with an ad budget, optimize their geofencing, location-based marketing campaigns so they can understand, target, and then measure the impact of their of their paid media spend. And that runs, you know, everything from paid social to programmatic to out of home, really any channel, um, you know, next to standing on the street corner and yelling things out. Uh, you know, really any channel we can we can optimize and measure from a, a geofencing standpoint. Geofencing, that's super interesting. It's 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 something that's been uh, like that there was quite a lot of noise about maybe five to ten years ago, at least here yeah. in Europe, right? Um, and I, it sort of went a little bit quiet for a while, at least over this side of the at least over this side of the water. I'm just wondering. So it, it's it's still obviously quite a quite a large thing, right? It is indeed. I guess, yeah, you're sort of referring, I think of like the hype cycle, right? So Gardner has its typical hype cycle and maybe what you were referring to was there are some really, really famous campaigns. Burger King did one, um, Duncan's done one here in the States. Uh, really clever, super smart, you know, well-funded agency-based campaigns. Uh, so now we've really kind of reached that plateau of productivity. Like if you talk about the hype cycle, geofencing's really kind of hit its stride. So we are built for anyone from a, you know an SMB agency who's running you know Facebook ads for their clients, all the way up to really large media companies who are actually selling inventory and wanting to prove the value on the back of that that ad spend. So it, it runs the gamut. We're, we're built for all of it. That's awesome. Do you work directly with uh, with vendors as well, or with with, with organizations, brands? For example, you mentioned Duncan there. Do, do you work directly with those companies, or do you work mostly through media agencies? Both. We do, We go direct to the brands and the retailers uh, themselves. And for the record, Dunk is not a customer. Um, <laughs> okay. But but, um, but we also work with ad agencies and media companies. Uh, it runs the gamut. Yeah, all the above. I did. It's super cool because it's a part of the marketing mix. You know, it's the place, right? You, you're getting people at the right time in the right place, right? It's it's uh, it's cool. You got it. You got it. Yeah. A lot of people consider it to be extremely high. Uh, value because the the intent is there, right? If you go physically to a store and go buy something, you know you're you've been in the market for that product or that service in the past. So it's a great way to think about. It's like a cookie in the real world, right? It has nothing to do with cookies, but it's like everybody has this customer journey, and so we just make that, we just optimize that and measure that for you. It's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Tell Good me fun. a little bit about your marketing team. Well, we are small but mighty. So I look after effectively a couple of functions. I look after demand gen product marketing, branding, uh, PR, all sort of the, the traditional functions. 
And then I also have ownership of the SDR team, which is basically the team that, that glues together uh, top of the funnel marketing stuff. And then of course, you know, ops and closed one customers. So it's a really fun organization where I can optimize the first, you know, 30, 40% of, of the funnel. And then I work really closely in lockstep with our CRO and he looks after obviously sales and, and, and customers. Excellent. Just for our listeners, by the way, SDRs are sales development reps. Sales development reps are typically tally sales people that you'll see, uh, the people that are picking up the phone to, to are hopefully picking up the phone, right? <laughs> which is, which you know, that's that's a point for another day. But they are, they're, they're the ones that are doing the cold calling, cold emailing, reaching out to you on LinkedIn, trying to surround you. I see SDRs like I, I by the way, I, I love that that SDRs are under marketing, by the way, because cool. otherwise it's it's super hard to get the alignment between the sales and marketing team without having it. We'll get yep. to that now in a minute. But the yep. SDRs are like marketing sort of go in with a first wave of attack of like, let's call it, you know, just getting some recognition or notice of the brand. The SDRs yep. then put a face to the brand, right? They're it. the people that then take the leads that are coming in top of funnel. And marketing are really only able to get the little finger in the door for the SDR, really. Unless it's somebody coming like, I want to buy the product, shut up and take my money. Where there's only a handful of those, right? There's, that's right. They're not, that's not scalable, right? To get, to get as many of those in. You, yeah, you hit the nail on the head, Andy. It, it, it's, a, it's a super critical job. It's almost like you walk into the store uh, and somebody greets you. you know, how is that experience? It's sort of your first impression of a company when you're talking to a real human being outside of maybe a webinar or a trade show where you know people are on the floor, you know, on the ground. Uh, so yeah, it's a, it's a critical function, and I love being stitched together with that team. For sure, I can imagine. I mean, it's a challenge to deal with that team though, because that team is typically like the kindergarten of the organization. They're normally very junior, and they do things that kindergarten kids do as well. They can which... be, they can be, but the really great kindergartners are super ready for first grade. Like they want, they want in the job, they want to, they want to build the blocks, they want to count to hundred and then they want to get onto the, you know, the real job, which is closing, right? So we, we try to hire when, we, when the profile, we just actually filled a couple of SDR roles this, this month. So um, the pro profile is super specific and you want to have people who are looking beyond that job to their next one, which is, which is super great. Cool, cool. Yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's uh, the best SDRs are the ones that are coachable and that are hungry, right? It, so, yes. and you both have to be in place. Like you can't have a hungry SDR that's not coachable because that's right. a disaster because you just like, they end up just making up their own message and create their own company basically that they're trying to sell. Uh, <laughs> and then if you have one that's super coachable, but not hungry, they're not going to pick up the phone, right? So it's yeah. it, yes. a mix. It, it, is, it is a, it is a um, action oriented job for sure. For sure. Tell me a little bit, you, you mentioned before we were just speaking that, that you guys have just made an acquisition. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, that's right. Uh, about six months ago, we bought a company called Mira, M-I-R-A. I think Mira is the Greek goddess of wisdom, or maybe she's the Greek goddess of out-of-home advertising, because that's what they do. So Mira is basically a specialist in out-of-home. Uh, and it's a channel that's super hard to measure, right? Like you see billboards, you see uh, taxis driving by, you see buses going by, you see you're at the airport, you see hallways full of ads. Well, how do you measure that stuff, right? You see it and then you do something else in your life and you move on. Mira is a company that effectively knows if you've been exposed to the ad and then what you do after that. Do you go to the store? Do you visit a website and buy something? Do you download an app? 
Do you fill out a survey? Whatever the case might be. So Mira has basically technologized this channel that's really old as time, right? Like out of home has been around since the beginning of time. And they're now measuring it in the same way that you and I might measure any digital channel. So it's a really cool company for proving the value of out of home, which is a, actually now that the pandemic is, is waning, super high growth uh, channel for advertisers. Oh, for sure. But okay, so let's get into how, right? So yeah. this, this is the type of thing, because when I hear things like that, that sounds great. Right. Yeah. But it's it's it can I can I trust it? Can I believe it? That's always one of those things as a marketer to be like, you know, tell us a little bit about how that works. I sure hope you can believe it. Yeah, that's the whole point, right? Of course, um, of course. So here's how it works. Uh we have uh huge volumes of precise location data that's streaming off of opted in mobile devices. So you've got a phone, I've got a phone, and I I know I need to know the weather. I want to make a book a table at my local restaurant, I want to know what the sports, what the scores were last night. All that stuff is capitalizing on my own location, right? So I've given my phone permission to know where I am. And by virtue of opting into location services, you now know where I am in time and space. I passed this billboard at this time on this day, or I, you know, I was, I was hailing a Lyft uh, vehicle on this day at this street corner in Midtown Manhattan. Uh, and I know that vehicle had this you know, advertisement on top of it. So by virtue of a person's location, um, we know who is exposed to an ad. That's point A. And then point B, through an identity graph, we know where that person went either digitally or physically after the fact for you know, a period of, of a campaign window or oftentimes you know, up to 30 days after a campaign closes. So you know sort of what activities are relevant. Um, and by virtue of graphing all that data together, we can see, hey, Andy went to you know, uh, whatever website and bought whatever product or Dan went into whatever store and got a turkey sandwich or whatever the case might be. So um, it's a super uh, location data based uh, capability. At the same time, there's other components outside of just location. It's, um, you know, it's obviously uh, digital as well. That's amazing. And thank you for that very, like, that was a very good description as well, because I got it, right? That's it. There you go. There you go. So, so you should be the CMO of that company, because you can explain <laughs> it incredibly well. So, so no, I, I mean, that, that makes perfect sense. And it's, it's, it's unbelievable the amount of data that we have, at, that we have in place nowadays of things that, yes. that are tracking every single little stage within the customer journey. It's almost, it's almost terrifying in a way what, what information is available about the about the consumer but look we, we don't want to get into that i'm i'm super behind it by the way i i love cool. i love the fact that we have all that data and, uh, absolutely and, and if you're not behind it you can just turn your location off and you're good for sure for sure right. it's it's so it's 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 super interesting because there's so many other like com companies i used to work with so i used to work with a company called amarsis um, okay. that's a b2c marketing cloud let's call it that would also use that's more focused on digital digital advertising and also e email and different digital channels and creating like an omni-channel experience for retailers. Okay. But the, the type of data that you guys are providing would be super interesting to a company like that as well that are able yes. to use that within with it for their for for their own uh, for their own customers in the retail space to be able to understand the customer journey a little bit better to be able to tie that offline world also into the online world as well. One hundred percent. Yep, awesome. you're exactly right. Awesome. No, it's, it's really powerful stuff, man. Okay, well, look, let's talk a little bit about like you guys as a marketing team and like what you're doing at the moment. Like what, what's, your, what's your current priority right now? Uh, that is a great question. Right now, our, to get really specific on you, our current 
priority is increasing, massively increasing organic uh, traffic and ultimately organic demand, right? Traffic is just a, a leading indicator of what we really want to have happen. Um, this channel is everyone's favorite channel, right? It's people who come to the site through some organic query and say, I want to see your stuff. Um, those convert super high, they close super high, and they don't churn. That's the name of the game. Uh, so we're trying to amplify that channel in particular through chat, through obviously through PR, through on-site, off-site, all kinds of good SEO activity. Um, and then at, on a larger scale, we're trying to get our overall ROI to go up. You know, any, any organization is going to want to have at least five bucks coming back for every dollar spent. We're, we're well beyond that. We're trying to get closer to $10 for every dollar spent. We're getting closer. Um, so macro level, we're trying to get our ROI to be consistently, uh, you know, 10, 10 to one. Um, and then micro level, we just want to have that organic channel work as hard as we can for us. A business like ours is, is fairly niche, as you can imagine. I've just described it to you. Uh, but the people who need it, that's exactly what they need, right? There's not 16 different options. There's a couple, and they all look a little different. So we're trying to figure out that. We're trying to crack that code on, on, the, on the traffic and the organic demand, for sure. What, what's, what's your exact category? Uh, it is location-based marketing, sometimes called location intelligence, sometimes called geofencing marketing. Those are sort of the general categories it falls into. What are the analysts putting you in? So if there's if there's a if there's a wave yep. report or a magic quadrant, where which which one are you falling into? Yep. G generically, we fall into ad tech. Uh, you know, Captera and G two, they'll all put us in location intelligence or geofencing. Um, and there, you know, there's a there there. It's a real category. It's a center of gravity for sure. Um, but it's not like you know, we're not selling call center software or HR software or CRMs or ERPs. These are well mature. You know, well proven. To, we've been around for seven years now. Uh, and like you were saying at the top of the podcast, like this has only been kind of on, on everyone's mind in the last, you know, half decade, seven, eight years. So um, it's still new ish and it still needs to be, you know, more widely adopted. Um, but, you know, it's a, it's, it's a powerful category for sure. Oh, for sure. Like just based on what you just described there between yourselves and, and Mira, and it's all Reveal Mobile now, that's it's right. an incredibly powerful product, right? Like uh, for anybody that's looking to see that return on investment from all ad dollars, right? It's, it's huge to be able to get no that offline channel. No doubt. I mean, you remember back in the day on, on Facebook, this was 15 years ago, you could, you could check in on Facebook using something called Foursquare, if you remember, like, hey, I'm at the bar, yeah. Yeah. come meet me at the bar, right? Yeah. Uh, well, that was what we all did. We all checked in at the bar so we get to meet our friends or whatever. Well, Foursquare is now the you know massive provider in this space. They have huge volumes of, of precise location data, uh, so they've transformed themselves into you know a nice app that you could check into, and now they've become sort of this massive platform for uh, for attribution and audiences. So it's good to have that kind of vendor in your space. At, at the same time, you know we're pretty differentiated from them. So it's 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 a good and a, it's double edged sword. For sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, it's interesting. You mentioned some stuff out there just around G2 and Captera and the, yeah. the different categories that they have you mentioned. And it's a little bit tricky with those guys because there's people, there's people, companies that say that they do a specific thing. Like, let's say, for example, location-based services or location-based yeah. location based marketing. Whereas if you close one eye and squint the other, then maybe, maybe they do it. <laughs> That's right. But, you know, I, I, I see great value in Captera and G2. Don't get me wrong. I see very, very great value. And I push that massively 
in every organization that I work with. Yep. But it's a challenge with those bloody categories, man. Do you find it the same? 100%. There's no doubt about it. Like you said, every category has about has about 165 vendors and about 35 of them are, are perfect fits. The other 130, it's a little bit like, now, wait a minute. What? Now, you do 16 different things and one of the half of one of those things is kind of related, like you were saying, right? Close one eye and squint the other. So there's noise, there's muddiness, uh, but we we really try, you talk about marketing, we really try to be crisp, uh, transparent, matter of fact, like we try to avoid all of the jargon and all the fancy talk. Uh, we just try to describe in plain English, what do you do and does it work and how well does it work and we're off to the races. So we're trying to get rid of a lot of that um, insider, tell me again what you guys do kind of nonsense. I think the word you're looking for is bullshit. Is the word That's you're the word. That is the word. <laughs> so no, I love that by the way because half. So let's say half to maybe seventy five percent of the tech companies that you see out there, you go to your their, to their website, and you're like, "What is it that yeah. you do?" You know, it's it's, it's right. and I, I, like again. yeah, exactly. And if you can't describe it to your mother, then. And like, that's, you know, you're not doing well. Right. So exactly that's, right. that's my, that's my benchmark. My mother understands it. Then, you know, we're, we're, we're onto a winner. That's perfect. I like that, Andy. That's a good, that's a good yardstick for how to think about messaging for sure. Oh, for sure. For sure. Let's stick with messaging for just a moment because you're just after, well, you, when did you do the acquisition? When was that? Uh, it closed in October. In October. Okay. So relatively new, right? Let's say nine months. Yeah. About um, that. So uh, with any acquisition, how many people did you take on? Oh, it was a small, small company, less than 10. Okay, so it's not as painful as, as larger, but, but it's still, there is some pain to go through with an acquisition because you need to take that brand, put it under your own, or how, right. how have you guys navigated that landscape? Well, we're in the midst of that right now, actually. It's a really good question, timely. Um, Mira is a well-established property in the out-of-home market. And as you can imagine, the out-of-home market is a fairly uh, tightly knit ecosystem, right? Mm -hmm. So with Mirror being a known quantity, we're trying to rationalize the brand relative to wanting them to be successful in that market in perpetuity. At the same time, we're not looking to clutter up the, you know, the, the, the house here with a bunch of brand names. So one of the ideas you know, we're sort of kicking around is to retain the Mirror name, but under sort of some other guise, right? Whether it's a a platform oriented positioning or whether it's a, you know, a, a business unit, we're not sure, but um, in the end, you know, it'll take, in my experience, this takes anywhere from 12 to 18 months to figure out what are these two things now that they're one thing. Um, and once we go to enough shows and once we have enough engagements and enough web, whatever, educational events, um, people will begin to remember that, oh yeah, Mira, that's right. They became Reveal Mobile, you know, back in October of 2021. So it just takes time with these sorts of things. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Thanks for, thanks for telling me about that. Sure. Just before we finish up, actually, I, I ask every guest this, tell us a little bit about your tech stack. What tech yeah, are you cool. using? Sure thing. Uh, so from sort of left to right, marketing all the way through sales, uh, we're a HubSpot shop that sits on top of Salesforce. Beautiful. So, Love it. Love classic, it. Classic combo, right? Yes. Um, and uh, boy, Salesforce, they were slick, you know, 15 years ago. And now I just want to, Sometimes I want to throw it out the window, to be honest with you, but hey, whatever. Um, so HubSpot, Salesforce, our SDR team uses a thing called SalesLoft. I'm sure you guys have heard of that. Um, and then moving over to the right, everyone lives in Salesforce. And then our CSM team 
runs a thing called Churn Zero, which is a really smart tool for uh, customer retention, um, you know, playbooks, loyalty, upsell, all that good stuff. Uh, and then on top of that, we have some some SaaS financial platforms that we run uh, for you know understanding churn and 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 um, and and margin and all that good stuff. Cogs. Um, so yeah, HubSpot, Salesforce, SalesLoft, and I guess Churn Zero on the far right with customers. That's good. So I, it, just on your Salesforce point there as well, I would say, I, I agree with you, by the way. I think Salesforce 15 years ago, but it, it's, it's different, right? This Salesforce Classic is a challenging tool because it's very, you need, you need a developer to run it, okay? Right. But that had its... That had its challenges, but it also had its advantages because it had a certain level of control. For sure. So a developer is like, hell no, I'm not doing all these different things because I know I'm going to have to go back and redo that again because of this demand that's after coming in from sales or marketing or CEO or whatever it might be, right? Yeah, and yeah. a developer, you know developers, they're like binary. They're like, yes or no. You know, totally. it's like, there's no gray areas. With, with Lightning, however... Anybody and everybody can basically make changes with it, which turns into a complete and utter shit show. So it's <laughs> it's a certain level of it's a certain level of control that. that's missing, I think. Right. True. I think, but it's at the same time, it's like lightning is amazing because you can customize it, and any idiot like myself can go in and customize things, right? right. Without right. needing a developer to do it, which is brilliant. But on the other hand, it then creates this chaos at the end of the day right so yeah there, it, it, light, we we run lightning and we we're always making obviously like any organization trying to optimize and and run rules and workflows and there's always the mystery mystery error like we're always throwing weird errors when we try things then we're anyway don't get me started on salesforce it's a great tool it's powerful there's nothing quite like it uh, they change the game for everybody right it's still the best CRM tool in the market, in my opinion, by the way. There's like, right. yes, it's painful. It is definitely painful, but it is by far the, by a yes. country mile, by the way, the from best power, CRM. Yeah. From a power standpoint, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. And uh, are you using a data tool to, for, for your oh, SDRs? Oh, yeah, we sure are. So we run a couple of different things. Uh, Zoom Info, and we've tried them all. We've tried uh, a thing called... Um, Winmo, which was mostly agencies and brands, basically at ad dollar uh, uh, database. We've tried Apollo. Uh, we now run Zoom Info. We also have a thing called Media Radar, which is a look into organizations that have dedicated ad spend on, you know, on ad networks. So we know because we we sell to organizations that were buying media. Um, so it's a super useful tool for us to understand where they're buying, how much they're buying, geo, you know, geo, all that channel, all that stuff. So. Those two tools are super useful for the SDR and for the marketing team, frankly. For sure. For sure. There's another tool that maybe if you get a chance to take a look at, they're rubbing shoulders nowadays with, with Zoom Info. It's Cognizant. They're based out of the UK, but they've got a good stronghold now in the US as well. So it's worth looking at. They've got very solid data in, the, in Europe. You're not going to believe this. I have a call with Cognizant in about an hour. Tell them that Andy Culligan sent you. They know me well. <laughs> but hey, look. I know that you need to jump. Dan, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on, mate. Thank you so much for your time. Um, My pleasure. Where can people find you? Reviewmobile.com. Come take a look. If you guys have brick and mortar stores or if you've got physical retail, uh, we can solve it for you. Amazing. Dan, look, I'll share all your LinkedIn bits, all of your uh, website and everything into the description as well. Dan, thanks again. It's been really great speaking with you. My pleasure, Andy. Have a great day.
Guys, this has been another episode of This Is Your Captain Speaking. Looking forward to hearing from you again next week. Cheers, Dan. Take care.